everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Hello. <laughs> this is a horror movie podcast. This is a news edition of the show. Uh, we got a bunch of news from the past week which we're going to sit and discuss and talk about and see if there's anything interesting in here. Anything good, anything bad. Maybe a little column A, a little column B. Uh, so, without further ado, we'll get straight into it, because why not? Uh, so, first things th- this week is that uh, a couple of release date moves, uh, which has, again, been kind of consistent with the last month or so. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> Dark Harvest, which was going to come out this Halloween, has been pushed to Halloween 2021. Uh, oh, wow, that's a big... <laughs> change yeah well i don't know if it was actually officially set for this year but i think everyone was assuming it was coming out this year because it's set during halloween and they were shooting it you know in the first couple of months mm-hmm. of the year uh, okay. but mgm have uh, officially announced it's going to have a release date of september 24th 2021 this is the one set in the based on the book uh, set during Halloween of 1963 in small but western town where teenage boys eagerly square off with a butcher knife building october boy aka old hacksaw face <laughs> aka sawtooth jack uh, so <laughs> what's an October boy? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I, I think that's just his name. Like that's what the, the press calls oh, okay. urban legend. <laughs> cool. He's, he's not October boy. <laughs> he's not an. He's not a October boy or an October boy. He's the October boy. The October that, boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, sounds very menacing. Um, well, obviously yeah. it's not a good name because they they named him twice <laughs> more. Like you know. Right. <laughs> uh. Cool. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't read the book. I don't really know anything about this. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if uh, this means because they weren't able to like finish uh, like some production stuff, or is it because like people are worried that we might not even like you know have theaters back and running by October? Or I've got a funny feeling this is more to do with the production side than it is to do with the uh, worried about September's or mm-hmm. October rather. Uh, is you know theater i mean i mean we may still have that problem in october don't get me wrong but i, I given that they were still they only just started shooting a couple months ago or last month or whatever it, there's a good chance it was probably and it's the actual production or the post-production that's been interfered with uh and that's why they've pushed it and i guess they're smart enough to realize that there's no point in releasing a ha- halloween set movie in like march so they're sure. like you know let's, let's just push it to next october makes yeah. sense and the other thing that's being pushed is an m night Shyamalan thriller yeah. Universal had two on the on the uh, the books. They had one for February twenty sixth, twenty twenty one, and one for February seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Apparently, he's a reliable oh, well. February <laughs> director for them now. Uh, but uh, the first one, uh, due, due to everything being delayed and productions being delayed, mm-hmm. uh, the one that was set for twenty twenty one, we don't know the date or anything like that, or, or the title, sorry, anything like that yet. Uh, but they can't shoot it as they were applying to it, so it's being pushed into, uh, yeah, later. Uh, I'm sure it said. Yeah, I think it's been pushed. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, no, it does. For some reason, oh. I, I I thought it said like pushed into 2022, but it just says pushed out of its date. So it could still be coming 2021, but just much later. Uh, okay. But yeah, so that's another delay for you. I find it interesting that a lot of these studios like can't find ways to film, yet we are, you know, recording every week. Well, Tim, I, I mean, I don't want to call us heroes. <laughs> or like or dare i say superheroes for continuously oh giving content out in this time of need when mm. everyone else is too much of a coward to go and <laughs> to go and make stuff but i mean maybe we are yeah maybe we are maybe i we mean are. if people want to call us that from now on that's 
you know, I won't argue with them. No, please don't. Please don't call us legends. Please don't call us heroes or saviors. Sure. Yeah. We don't need <laughs> these titles. October boys. <laughs> Next up. So here's here's the start of the meeting news here. Um, mm. Hellraiser. Yes. A franchise <laughs> which we are conveniently working through anyway. Uh, so by Hell the time yeah. this is finally made, hopefully we're, we're all caught up and ready for this new one. But... <laughs> So, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, they've, they've broke some news this week that uh, the filmmaking team behind Sundance Film Festival Sensation, The Night House, which obviously we've not had a chance to look at yet, uh, is reuniting to tackle a remake, or the word used here specifically is reimagining, of Hellraiser. <laughs> so, uh, David Bruckner, who directed uh, Night House and The Ritual, <laughs> that part's not bad. You like The Ritual? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. No, like to me, this is great news. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I heard about this. Um, I think it's relatively new. It's just like the last day or two. But um, you know, I, I think this is awesome. I like. I really, really, really love the ritual. It's probably you know, um, easily like one of my favorite horror movies of the last uh, couple of years. He also uh, uh, did a segment in Southbound as well. Mentions here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Um, I I should go back and I think they did some stuff in VHS too, possibly. Um, I think so, yeah, yeah. The screenplay is going to be by Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, interesting. I It's one thing, because obviously I like the ritual as well. I, I think it's an interesting directing choice for a Hellraiser movie. I mean, I don't know if I want more Hellraiser movies. Like, I feel like there was one great Hellraiser movie. It didn't really mm-hmm. need sequels. There's still like nine of them yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think there's potential here. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they mean when they say reimagining. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe just make another movie. I, I don't think it's a. I think it's a premise where like, um, we don't need to do a remake or reboot or reimagining or whatever. You can just make another movie. Like, uh, the all the movies are like kind of, you know, except for like the first three, really. Like, they're, they're very disconnected. Um, so like, all you really need to do is like hey you know we got the puzzle box the centibytes like you can think of different scenarios with them so like, you don't have to actually to be fair that may be what this is they're just calling it a reimagining because they didn't know how sure. else to promote it like that, yeah. it, it could just be a case of it, it could even be a loose sequel to the first one really i mean if, if oh, sure if you know if someone finds a puzzle box maybe there's a reference to the first movie it could be one of these kind of like they're calling it hellraiser but it's kind of like halloween 2018 where it's nah yeah. it's actually a sequel <laughs> yeah uh, yeah no that, that could totally be it um but yeah no i'm excited for this uh they're very clearly you know want to bring like hellraiser back in in a big way because like for a while you know clive barker was gonna uh I, I believe he wrote a script for one and I, I don't know if he was possibly gonna direct at some point but he was at least gonna be involved and then uh you know after that we had uh david goyer was gonna you know do one which I, i'm assuming is you know, out at this point. It has to be. To yeah, that, that was that was news we talked about. I think last year when we started doing yeah. news, uh, that was one of the things that came up. So we dodged a bullet there, <laughs> yeah. at the very least. Yeah. So this is like uh, it's actually pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, they very clearly want him to be back and like you know as a big franchise. So uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, this could end up being cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up. Uh, James Wan's producing a new take on Salem's Lot, the Stephen King story, uh, with Gary Doberman. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh going to write the script. Uh, <sighs> I mean, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I know. This, it, it was it was a one two punch this week of like, hey, great Hellraiser news with then this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we already knew that James Bond was doing this, but Gary Doberman's the the news for this that he's writing the yeah. script uh, and it, directing too. Uh, right. Oh, he's also directing. He asked the news this week yeah. as well. Yeah, he's directing That's as well. Because I think before we knew he was possibly writing or, or maybe involved, but now it's just like uh, directing too. Like, oh, brother, <laughs> this yes, does the, not bode well. <laughs> yes, Annabelle comes home. Then I mean, Annabelle comes home was not as bad as his other stuff, admittedly. But yeah, that, that was fine. Um, so I, I mean, I think best case scenario, like this could turn out like okay. Uh, you know, like <laughs> I think that's what I'm hoping for. But <clears throat> I mean. You know, when we talk about, like, a lot of the Doberman stuff, you know, we talk about a lot of the generic kind of, you know, tempered kind of, you know, jump scares and, and stuff that we just don't really like with, like, mainstream horror movies. So it doesn't really fill me with a lot of excitement. Um, but, I mean, I, I love Salem's lot, so I'm excited that they're doing uh, – I, I guess this will actually be the first big screen uh, adaptation because the other ones were actually TV movies, even though um, yeah, the original Toby Hooper one is great. But – uh, well, I, don't, I don't know. I just can't get too excited. <laughs> there's a reason for us to do that Toby Hooper movie before this one comes out, sure. at least. You know, yeah, something came true. out of it. Yeah, so I, yeah. I think, actually, well, before anyone corrects us, I do believe, I, I think maybe some parts in Europe did edit it into one movie that people watch. So, um, yeah, but you can, I guess technically you can say it. Look at Tim release, moving the goalpost to make sure that he can't be corrected. He's like, ah, oh, let me put these goalposts out. <laughs> uh, yeah, just um, get ready, though. That's a long movie. It's like three hours, I think. Oh, God. Oh, God. Maybe, maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. Uh, I... <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a writer who returns to the town of Jerusalem's lot where he lived as a child, only to discover that everyone he used to know is a vampire. Uh, so it's a vampire story. There you go. <laughs> The the way the way they phrase it, it makes it sound like literally everyone is a vampire in the town, which is that's the way the they've written. That's the way they've written it. <laughs> I know, but that's not true. It's right. that's not it's me funny. embellishing it. All right. Uh, speaking of remakes, I mean, technically, all of these are remakes so far because we've already had Salem's Lodge, we've already had Hellraisers. Uh, now we have the others. We never had an October Boy before. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but the others, the Nicole Kidman movie from 2001, um, oh, which, I, I mean, that's 19 years old now, and it's making me feel old that movies that came out when I was, like, starting to be really aware of movies are now getting remade. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. God damn it. Oh, that was time's passed. Stop it. Uh, so the others came back in 2001. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of trivia here at the start of this article and bloody disgusting that actually has made me curious here. Uh, Dallas was released in theaters back in 2001. It was, so this was basically the draw for this movie at the time when it came out was that it was rumored to carry the trailer <laughs> for Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> there so, you go. <laughs> so Halloween fans like to see the others for that reason. Uh, that's, that, that's nothing but a sick joke. There's nothing but a sick joke there. Uh, so... Yeah, it was very successful. Although, to be honest, I don't like that movie that much. Uh, Nor I do think, I. Yeah, I think we were pretty down on it when we, we, we reviewed it in the show a couple of years ago. What? Did we review it? I don't think we did. Did we? I think we may have. Um, I, I think we talked about it before because I, I know both of us are not big fans. I don't know if we ever actually reviewed it, though. I am going to confirm this right now. I've got an 80Z list 
of okay. our Ooh. of our episodes. I'm going to look at it right now. Go to the O section. <laughs> if it's not there, check under T. <laughs> I put my alphabet in properly. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, oh no, I think now you're right. We never did it. I th- I, for some reason, I thought we did. I think we've talked about it before. Um, but yeah, it's I don't. I mean, I, I, it's been a long time uh, since I've seen it, but I just remember it being kind of boring and, you know. I, I remember uh, the twist. Cause, I mean, I won't spoil what it is, but I remember the twist making my eyes roll because it was like, yeah, of course, yeah, obviously. Like, I, 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 I remember think, thinking what the twist was, like the whole movie. I think this was like one of the first movies where, you know, I, I saw it and I, I could like kind of see the ending coming and like... Yeah, it was very eye rolly, and yeah, it's like a, you know, uh, let's see, 2001. What I would have been about 14, 15, I guess, when it came out. Um, and yeah, that was like one of the first movies I, I remember being like, "Oh come on, so obvious." Like, yeah, I'd have been, t- I'd have been 12. Well, I, I didn't see this until I was like 25, but <laughs> still, <laughs> I never saw it when it came out. I saw it much later, uh, but yeah, so. Yes, there's going to be a remake of the others. Uh, LA-based Sentient Entertainment has won the remake rights to Alejandro Anabar's uh, Timely Self-Isolation Tale. Timely Self-Isolation Tale. I keep seeing articles this week on the internet saying, oh, movies to revisit with, you know, current quarantine, you know. And obviously, I'm never against someone recommending Rear Window, right? Because it's a 10 out of 10 masterpiece of a movie, but... uh, People really try to like mold their content to fit the uh, the current climate. It's just uh, kind of oh, amusing. Just reminded me of a piece of garbage I watched this week. <laughs> <laughs> Is this something you can reveal? Are we talking about this? Are you going to mention it later? Are we talking about what we've yeah, been watching yeah, this week? Yeah, yeah, I'll okay. mention it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just checking. All right. So others remake. I mean. I don't want to say it can't be worse because it definitely can be worse than the original because the original's not a terrible movie. I just really don't like it. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I'm not really looking forward to another version of it either, so. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what they'll do. Like, the... I mean, the first one feels like more... Like, it doesn't feel very horror-y, you know? Like, it feels more like... Uh, more like a drama movie with a few supernatural elements. Uh, but I wonder if you know, this one is going to try to lean more into the horror and make it, you know, something more along the lines of like a haunting of Hill house or something like, you know, with, with spookier stuff going on. Um, I feel like you're, I don't know. you're being very glass half full right now. Tim, and I don't know if I'm <laughs> willing to take that I mean, leap. I, I mean, I'm not, not saying that like I'm pumped or anything, but I don't know. I'm just curious what, what they'll try to do. Hmm. All right, and next up, uh, Fede Alvarez, who, of course, directed Evil Dead 2013 and Don't Breed, so he's a, kind of a, a mm. modern favourite uh, for us. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he is working on a new movie, uh, Vertigo Entertainment, uh, with producer Roy Lee. Um, do we have a title for it? Yeah, we do. Uh, we have 16 States is the title, and it is a pandemic-themed zombie horror movie uh, written by John Requa and Glenn Ficarra. So, very interesting. Uh, uh, I mean, their credits are Jungle Cruise, which isn't out yet, and <laughs> This Is Us, which is like a, a you know drama TV show that's like really sort okay. of like nostalgic. Oh, nostalgic, but it's hard to describe. There's a tone to This Is Us that I I, I, I can't put into words, but I know exactly what it is when I, when I compare it to something else. Anyway, uh, so 
Lionsgate are, are going to be distributing this, and here's, here's what we've got for the, the story so far. As for the plot, it revolves around a pandemic, reports The Hollywood Reporter, who has this time with zombies, with zombies, with a story of a mother trying to reach her family at the centre of it. So it sounds like a zombie movie. Honestly, zombie movies... I, I don't necessarily get excited for just the, the premise of a zombie movie anymore. I'm excited for this because of the director. The director doing a zombie movie sure. is what excites me about the zombie movie. Uh, so I, I assume that's how you feel as well. I can't imagine. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love, you know, the Evil Dead and Don't Breathe. So, you know, he, he's pretty much got a blank check for me that, you know, hey, if he, if he does something, I'm going to check it out. So I'll at least give it the benefit of the doubt for now. Um, yeah, like you said, it's a, uh, you know, zombie stuff can definitely be cool, but um yeah unless you have like a really specific hook or something like it's not um yeah it might not get you right away yeah um, but, but every so often you'll have a trait of basan or a one cut of the dead that sort of like goes, yeah. oh hey there's still good zombie movies it's it's it's, it's not a genre because i don't i feel like i'm way more sick of like supernatural movies now than i am a zombie movies zombie movies is mm-hmm. a lot of bad ones but it's not like something that'll turn me off of it like if there's a good director like in this case or like something being a zombie movie doesn't make me not want to see it it just doesn't make me excited for it either it's kind of neutral i I think the problem is that uh zombie movies a lot of times tend to be very gimmicky Mm -hmm. like like when was the last time we had just like a like a romero zombie movie where it's just like none living dead or dawn of the dead where it's just people hold up fighting zombies like i feel like you don't get that it's always like all right, it's uh, you know strippers, but they're zombies. Or it's a, <laughs> you know it's a rom com, but with zombies. Or you know what I mean? It's like are you dissing Shaun of the Dead? How dare you? <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking about what was that uh one Warm Bodies. Uh, okay, yeah. Like you yeah. Know I mean, you know Shaun of the Dead is obviously great, but like uh you, you know it's like a lot of stuff like that or Zombie Land or no, something. I, I, I get you. Yeah, there's a lot of gimmicky stuff. I mean. I suppose you could technically say Trade of Bissanas because it's zombies on a train, but honestly, sure. the train functions as a place to hold up against the zombies just as well as the house does. Totally. You know, so, yeah. like, uh, a lot of gimmicks okay. I, I think that, I, I think they get a bit cute with it when it gets to stuff like warm bodies. Um, right, like, I, I feel like that's kind of a lot of the stuff you see. Um, or, or, uh, or like, Anna and the Apocalypse, like another one, <laughs> you know, we did. Like, there's a lot of ugh. stuff. <laughs> but uh yeah no I, i'd like to see like uh, you know just a, another like straight up like romero zombie movie like to, to could qu- be pretty cool to quote a modern poet of the 21st century the angry video game nerd oh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me want to have an anal, anal evacuation all right that's what that movie okay. does to me uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> okay you know say what you want about angry video game nerd the humor not for everyone and so and it's not not all of it's even for me but every so often you'll you'll come out with a humdinger like anal evacuation which just cannot be ignored anyway <laughs> <laughs> so yes uh, Freddy alvarez is doing a zombie movie and that's you know Freddy alvarez been attached to something's enough to be excited i think totally. uh, but there you go uh next up there's going to be a fifth purge movie <laughs> I had to count. Uh, and it's got a title. Uh, so it's still slated for a release on July 10th, but it's probably not going to make that date. So oh, it'll, it'll probably get pushed. <laughs> but uh, they've got a title. So obviously we had The Purge. We had The Purge Anarchy, The Purge Election Year. And then The Purge, the first Purge was the fourth one, which I've not seen yet. We never actually got around to reviewing that because we just oh. didn't care enough. That's <laughs> <I saw> it. <laughs> and then the fifth one is going to be called the forever purge oh okay 
So it's the Batman Forever of the Purge <laughs> franchise. Cool. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I mean, I'm not particularly excited because... I don't... It's, I wouldn't say excited, but I feel like the Purge movies are reliable. Like, they're never... Oh Great, sure, I don't, but... I don't hate them by any means. I mean, I think yeah. two and three are, you know, enjoyable enough but for what they are. They're watchable. Like they're, I think, I think that's like great streaming stuff. I actually started watching the Purge TV show, which is like not that great, but <laughs> no, like... if it's if it's anything like the Mist TV show that uh, the same oh, uh, channel also did, then. <laughs> no, no it, it, it's not that bad. I don't think anything is that bad. Okay, <laughs> good to know. Good to um, know. I, I will probably end up watching. I only watched the first episode of The Mist, but I probably will end up watching the whole thing now that. Um... Why would you do that? <laughs> Tim! <laughs> respect yourself, damn it! Respect yourself! <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'm like literally watching everything <laughs> during quarantine. It's like. Uh, yeah, that nothing is safe from my eyes. Well, moving on then, we shall look at uh, Dave Franco's directorial debut. Uh, yes. Which is going to direct a horror film called The Rental, uh, which is going to star Alison Brie, which is his wife. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, <laughs> and also Dan Stevens, uh, who you know, we've seen a bunch of stuff as well. Uh, so, yeah, IFC has acquired the US rights to this. Uh, the release is planned for later this year. Uh, the cast also includes Sheila Vand and Jeremy Allen White. Here's the uh, description as far as we know it. The Rental is a character-driven horror thriller about two couples who rent a vacation home for what should be a celebrity weekend getaway. Sorry, not cele- celebrity. Celebratory <laughs> <laughs> weekend getaway. That makes more sense. I was like, who's a celebrity? Who's a celebrity <laughs> in this scenario? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, t- it's two couples who bark on a weekend getaway to a seemingly perfect holiday house they've booked online. What begins as a celebratory weekend for the quartet turns into something far more sinister, as secrets they've kept from each other are exposed. It also becomes clear that they may not be alone in the house. So, okay. Uh, Joe Swanberg uh, wrote the script, who wrote Drinking Buddies and Happy Christmas. So, I don't know how... I I mean, I I like Alison Brie. Yeah. No, I mean, she's, uh, you know, she's usually pretty great in everything she does and uh um yeah i mean i guess i guess i don't really mind dave for god i wouldn't say i really have any strong feelings either way i mean obviously i don't know what his directing uh style is like so mm-hmm. uh this could be interesting you know i mean i like a good uh you know cabin in the woods movie so yeah uh, it's got that going for it yeah those uh like the idea of them having secrets to sort of come up like i'm sort of mm. mixed on that because on the one hand it's like okay this could be like a complex thriller but then like admitting they've all cheated on each other in the past and like tension's going to yeah. rise and going to end up trying to try to stab each other but then there's someone in the house maybe and that's like okay that's maybe more my jam but uh yeah. and it's not so much that the, the former couldn't be great because it can be but I, I i almost see that just slipping into soap opera nonsense much easier yeah yeah, and it definitely depends. Uh, yeah, on how how they approach it. If it's something that you know has to you know, actually do with the story uh, and kind of propels it forward, that could be interesting. But yeah, if it is just kind of soap opera nonsense, um, then yeah, it doesn't sound too exciting. Those pitfalls, but I mean, we have, we have no idea if Dave Franco can direct a movie. He's I've never seen, never <laughs> done it before, so yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Uh, we're back to a remake here, actually, for the next one. Uh, <laughs> so Universal are working on a remake to Night of the Hunter. Uh, 
this oh, is yeah. a film from 1955, which is actually uh, one I've seen. Uh, I have the uh, Criterion Blu-ray over there on the shelf behind me. Uh, so, yeah, Night of the Hunter follows a religious fanatic, a con man and murderer who marries a widow, knowing that her deceased husband had hid $10,000 from authorities following a bank robbery. The widow's young children are reluctant to tell him where the real dad hid the money, as the man plots more sinister ways to find out where, the, where to find the cash. It's a, it's a very sinister movie, actually, for its time period. If you, if you watch this, the way he kind of, like, scares the kids and tries to chase them, and they sort of run and hide, and it becomes this, you know, like, he's a very sinister figure in the original movie. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have necessarily called it a horror movie, per se, mm-hmm. but bloody disgusting don't always necessarily always report on horror movies, but them sure. reporting on this, and I can definitely see it viewing more horror because there is definitely mm-hmm. stuff in the original that feels kind of horror movie-esque but i would probably put it more in the thriller category but i could right. totally see this being more of a horror movie uh okay. but uh have you, have you have you seen the movie or are you no i i've heard of it um i i know it has you know like a reputation of being a very um you know a, a, like a movie that you know a lot of people like and you know hold in very high regard um but uh, yeah I, I haven't gotten a chance to check it out myself so how many times does a classic movie get remade and you know is actually good or, or noteworthy like um uh, i don't know I, I feel like it'll probably just end up being like you know generic kind of thing that people will forget about pretty quickly yeah it's not often not often does it turn out well so and even when it does turn out well, it, it, like, because I recently watched the original 310 to Yuma, and I thought it was much better than the 2007 mm-hmm. one, despite the fact that the 2007 one's mm-hmm. still a pretty decent movie. Uh, and it made me sort of think, ah, I kind of wish I'd never bothered now. <laughs> like, I've watched the original, I didn't need to remake it. It was fine. You know, so, it's, it's what it is. But, uh, so yeah. that's The Night of the Hunter from 1955 is being remade, and that'll take us on to our final story of the week, which is Universal is going to be adapting uh, Tracy Wolfe's novel Crave. Uh, this is coming from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, as a young adult vampire novel, so of course we're excited about this. Here's the <laughs> here's the synopsis of the book. Uh, apparently this is via Amazon, so this is from the book synopsis. My whole okay. world changed when I stepped inside the academy. Nothing is right about <laughs> this place or the other students in it. Here I am, you're mortal among gods or monsters. I can't decide which of these warring factions I belong to, if I belong at all. <laughs> I only know the one thing that unites them is their hatred of me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. That actually goes on for a while. Like, like, quite a bit, well, okay, I'll keep going. Then there's Jackson Vega, a vampire with a deadly <laughs> secret <laughs> who hasn't felt anything for a hundred years. But there's something about him that calls to me something broken in him that somehow fits with what's broken in me oh my goodness <laughs> which could spell death for us all because jackson walled himself off for a reason and now someone wants to wake a sleeping monster and i'm wondering if i was brought here intentionally as the bait oh my gosh so it's like twilight meets harry potter basically <laughs> that's what it sounds like yeah it sounds absolutely horrendous <laughs> Uh, kill it with fire i want nothing to do with this uh thank you very much if people like it fine but yeah it definitely doesn't sound like it's aimed towards our taste nope nope not at all (laughs) not at all uh so with that said uh, we usually wrap up the news show by just casually chatting about whatever other movies we've uh we've been watching this week horror movie wise uh so what do you you, throw throw one at me tim give me one 
Uh, well, I, I mean, like I said, you know, probably the last couple of weeks, I, I have been watching a lot of stuff because uh, that's all we can do right now. Um, so I've just been watching random stuff here and there. Uh, I watched uh, Let Me In was on Hulu, and um, I don't think okay. I've seen it since it came out. And I'd I'd wanted to rewatch it because you know it's one of those ones that gets passed along uh, a lot where like. Yeah, people say like, "Oh, remakes suck," but you know what? One is actually pretty good. Is this one? And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. I think it's it's definitely not as bad uh, as a lot of stuff, but it's just like, I don't know, when you're watching it, the original is so good and kind of burning my brain that it just everything just kind of feels like, you know, kind of pale compared to it. Uh, not to say it's necessarily bad. Like there's you know decent stuff in it, but it's just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I uh. It's just frustrating because it's a well-made movie, but it just it feels pointless because the original's fantastic exactly. and so so close to it as well. I felt the same yeah. way when I saw uh, Fincher's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Obviously, it was okay, a really yeah. well-made movie, but I, I literally, if I, I remember when I saw that in the theater, I literally saw it in the same screen, the same theater room <laughs> that that I saw the original in like a year before. So it was just this yeah. is this feels pointless. I just saw this movie a year ago. Uh, yeah. So totally. like I, I do wonder, yeah, if I'd never seen the original, if I would be like, oh, this is one of the greatest vampire movies of all time. But um, yeah, unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> yeah, so, for the most part, it's either equal or lesser than the only thing that's an improvement yeah. or not even improvement. Just the only thing in it that sticks out as being good that's unique to the remake to me is the car scene, uh, sure. uh, which is a really well done sequence. But uh yeah, on that. Uh, actually, I'm looking at what I watched because I, I did watch a fair bit of movies in the last week that weren't mm-hmm. for review purposes, but I think only one of them is technically a horror movie. Uh, the rest are all... Uh-huh. I watched a couple of, you know, thrillers from the 50s. I watched, uh, you know, a couple of action movies from the 80s um, and a weird trippy movie last night called Buster's Mill Heart. But the only horror movie really uh, is The Great Alligator, <laughs> which <laughs> if you remember last week or whatever, the week before maybe, I talked about a film called Island of the Fishmen uh aka streamers okay. uh, this is from the same director uh this is from 1979 and it's basically jaws ripoff made by an italian <laughs> director uh yeah. everyone's dubbed you know the drill unfortunately this was not the cheesy fun that i was hoping it would be it was kind of dull it dragged on in places yeah. uh the, the only real alligator attack stuff happened towards the end of the movie and honestly like like I was expecting a, a cheap-looking alligator, don't get me wrong, but mm. I wish they'd have shown more of it, because it felt like, they, they, I mean, they were so c- conscious of hiding it that it just it took away, because it's, it's not like Jaws with a direction, the characters are so good that the suspense mm. is built because they're not showing it. This is a movie where, no, I want the cheesy dumb stuff. Give me the cheesy dumb yeah. stuff. That's what I'm here for. Uh, yeah. So it was kind of dull, unfortunately, so I, I can't recommend The Great Alligator, but it was on my Prime watch oh. list. I crossed it off. It's done now. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, sometimes that's uh, the best part of these movies, just crossing them off the list. Yep. Uh, I, I watched uh, one I know you liked. Uh, I finally got around to checking out uh, Transfiguration. Ah, um, yes. Yeah, but uh, it was really good. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it horror. Uh, you know, there's definitely horror parts to it. Um, it you know, I'd, I'd say it's more of a drama uh, to me, but still really good. Um, you know, the two main leads in it are, you know, really, really great. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a depressing uh, story, but uh, yeah, it's very um, captivating. Though, like, uh, yeah, it's you know, uh, kind of sucks you in. What's her face from uh, from Depraved and uh, oh, the the, the OA and a bunch of other stuff? She she popped yeah. up in a lot of things. She was in like season one of Jessica Jones as well. That actress was oh, okay. last few years. Yeah. She's been popping up all over the place. Uh, yeah. Now, I I really like the Transfiguration. I thought it was really yeah. good. Um, 
Yes. Uh, especially when he, he starts calling her out on her shit vampire taste. I, I especially <laughs> enjoyed that. Yeah, where she's like, oh, funny. do you like Twilight? I really like Twilight. And he's like, watch the light right one in. Or maybe, maybe uh, near dark. Or maybe like he starts recommending stuff. I think I, I think that's like a really funny like um, like observation, though. Because like how many times have you like ran into someone that's like, oh, you like horror? And then like, you know, they name like, you know, the, the most eye-rolly kind of thing. And then mm. you kind of... Yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta decide. It's like, all right, do I want to be the guy that's like, no, like what you really gotta watch is like uh, this, this, and this, or do you just kind of want to be like, oh yeah, I've heard about that, uh, but yeah, you know, I like those uh, conversations. I think they're interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I describe them as interesting. I I, I find them frustrating because I'm like, because you put me in an awkward place where you're you're trying to be friendly and connect with me over something you know I like. Yeah, but you're giving me an example that I despise, and I don't want to be a dick and. <laughs> shut it down and be like ah oh, you peasant yeah. what are you coming at me here you pleb with your <laughs> mainstream it trash it depends on like <laughs> like it depends on like how well you know the person and stuff and it's like alright do do I want to get into a conversation with this you know person but well, yeah, one if, day if, when we do transfiguration on the show um, I do have like my 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 cut of the movie there's, there's one alteration I would make just one small alteration I would make to something <laughs> at the very end uh, it's, not, it's not even like a, a, a cutting a piece of footage or adding in a scene. It's merely adding a little bit of text to something in, in the frame, okay. and it would make the movie perfect. Cool. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, I watched a couple of, a couple other things to uh, just like random stuff on like uh, Hulu and Prime. I, I watched this um, uh, a killer B movie called Stung, uh, which is kind of interesting. It has uh, Lance Hendrickson uh, in it, and it's uh, basically like this um, catering party for like this rich uh, person. And then there's these like mutated uh, killer wasps. Um, there was some fun stuff in it. It was kind of you know generic overall uh, and like some bad CGI, but there was some cool like practical effects too. Like because at you know some point some of the bugs get like you know really really big you know like big like resident evil sized kind of bugs <laughs> uh and like the main guy is kind of like transforming into a bug so uh, it, it was cool but it wasn't like great or anything it's uh it was decent enough <clears throat> the uh oh i watched uh almost human which was i think is joe bagos from uh bliss and bfw and oh, stuff okay. uh, i think that's his first movie which I actually didn't realize uh, he's from Rhode Island. And uh, one of the uh, people I know, that a person that I know that I did like comedy uh, with uh, is in the movie. But um, it was uh, it was pretty decent. Like it's like it's obviously, you know, his first movie. So, the you know, it's pretty like low budget. You can kind of tell that, you know, that they're not working with a ton. Uh, but it's like a, an alien abduction kind of movie. And uh, but there's some cool like, you know, special practical effects and stuff in it. It's uh it was a it was a decent watch uh, as well, and then um, the the huge like piece of shit <laughs> thing that I watched though that I referenced earlier <clears throat> was uh, again you know just looking for stuff uh, to watch, and then uh, on Hulu they had um, I, I don't know if you've heard of these movies, but there's like a couple of movies. It's like Night of the Living Dead, and then like something else. Like this was Night of the Living Dead Resurrection, I think. And I, I think there's like one or two other Night of the Living Dead movies, which I'm assuming is just people just using the name yeah. or whatever. 
but but this was absolute garbage. It was uh, I think it takes place in Wales. I want to say it was. Uh, <laughs> like, it's definitely like a UK movie. Say yeah. no more. Say no more. <laughs> but yeah, very very bad. There's a there's a couple of good. Sometimes the zombies look kind of good, uh, but. Otherwise, I was just like, oh, this is it's so cheap. Uh, none of the characters are interesting. It's really, really dumb. Uh, so <laughs> I absolutely hated that movie. But um, I guess the only other thing would be, um, yeah, that I've been playing more uh, Resident Evil 3. <laughs> of course so, you have, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, I think I'm done with it for now. I, I beat it six times. <laughs> uh, and I had fun with it. Uh, I'll go back to it at some point later on because it's funny to replay, but uh we'll talk about that in full at some point we'll do a, a special that we did for two but um no no that's good stuff good stuff all right uh that's basically it then that is that is our, our news episode for the week so uh thank you very much for joining us do uh like and subscribe let us know in the comments what you thought of uh, the items uh of course you can support us on patreon.com slash tv you can support us for as little as one dollar per month and you'll get an exclusive bonus episode of screams after midnight every month you get uh, an extra movie review Plus, at the five dollar two, you get to uh, get early access to all the all the movie review episodes, and you get to vote once per month on an episode. So go and have a look and see if you're interested and in keeping all the content coming. And of course, those uh, benefits extend to other shows we do as well. Um, I'll mention the Atomic Cinema Experiment, the sci-fi movie podcast that I did with Tara just now, because uh, we just did. God told me to. We're doing a seventies month right now uh, at the time of recording. I think by the time this goes up, it may actually be like and it may so it'll be over but we god told me to just went up recently at the time of recording and uh, that movie is bananas so uh if you want a <laughs> what, what a wild ride of a of a movie yeah. god told me to uh so yeah uh otherwise though that is us so uh thank you very much guys on twitter at screams midnight all right thank you very much guys we'll see you next time keep watching scary movies right. <laughs> goodbye guys <laughs>